1: Right rug flooring.
2: CCLD, countdown with Copject. 25
3: by 5, I hear you the same. Let's go to mission one. Repeating the announcement on the countdown,
4: that. Step 54, 42, ready. Ready for crew dragon and team attack movement. Launch. This
5: is literally the day I've been waiting for my whole life. (laughs) I don't even know how to intro. I don't know how to begin.
6: I think we have a podcast for you, actually. (laughs) We formed this whole thing just for your arrival. A lot of
5: episodes under your belt. (laughs) Well, of those 30 episodes, we have waited until now to have you sitting in that chair. And I don't even know how to introduce you, except to say that you are one of the reasons that I am singing, period. Literally. So... Thank you, and also, we have Alan Stone
4: on the couch, baby. Thank you, guys.
5: That's so sweet. Oh, nice. so
6: By the way, you can play with all of them. What are Go, go. Nice.
7: <laughs> oh, dude, my jokes are going to be on point today. Oh, God. Well, you have
6: your belt I mean, you know, you on audio. Can... Anyway. And if someone says something you don't like...
7: Yeah. Ooh.
5: I use that one a lot. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, I think that you are a brick of music right now that people that I actually know and love and respect that are into music at all always have you in their vocabulary. So I think that it's really important, really beautiful and amazing that you're here. And I thank you.
7: I'm so flattered. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. This is uh this is a real treat. I, I don't know a ton of people in Miami, and um, this is very far away from my home in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm so thrilled to to be in your presence, Emily. We've become friends over the years, and Jim, to meet you, it's a joy.
6: It's Yay. mine. It's mine. And I can vouch for everything that she just said. Uh, she's not just saying it because you're in front of her. She really, I mean, I believe that Emily was born to do music, but- for some reason, and I don't mean to speak for you, she wasn't able to cross that threshold as a vocalist, and you really sparked that for her. So you're you're doing some incredible work.
7: Well, I'm I'm flattered. Em, <laughs> you, you sing circles around me, so I'm, oh,
5: I'm oh, oh y'all, oh. well, podcast over, guys. Thank you so much. Hit the I'm, theme song I'm again. Very
4: <laughs> that's BS, oh my God. and actually,
5: that's a really great segue into the first question that I wanted to pick your brain about because I am yes, I sing but I'm looking to change the way that I look at what I do as a craft. And you're always touring and like doing things. And I know that now like your social media presence has been more up. So like my first question to you is like, how are you able to for that long continue to sing and write and stay inspired? That's always mm-hmm. been something that I've questioned because there are times when I'm like, I don't wanna write today or I don't wanna do this. and I'm blessed that you know we have these opportunities. That sometimes I don't always have to do music, right? Mm. But I'm like, how do you just keep singing, keep writing,
7: keep going forward? I would like to know. I have a mortgage.
5: <laughs> <laughs> gotta pay your bills. That is such.
6: Um, no,
7: I, I have you ever heard of this um, book called The War of Art? No, I haven't. So uh, it, the author approaches art um, almost like a discipline, like you would uh, karate or- um, Rock climbing. Rock climbing or basketball. You just have to show up and do it. And if you don't, then you aren't going to uh, excel. You're not always gonna step on the court and and have a 30 point game. But unless you're in the gym every day, Mm -hmm. taking jump shots, then uh, you'll never have a 30 point game. And you probably won't be in the league anymore. (laughs) Uh, I, at some point, I think it was probably like five or six years in, had to make that switch because when, when I was first coming up, like music was just, it was like, and it still is. It's mom- like a
5: relationship. It's like when you fall in love. Yeah.
7: It's the yeah. honeymoon phase. That's a perfect example. All
5: right. And then you have a fight and then what?
7: And then you like finally <laughs> see the person as a person and you're <laughs> like, oh, wow, we got to work this out. We got to figure this thing, right? Like I love you more than I've loved a human being, but we are human. Right, music and the relationship to art, I think, is best utilized when it's approached in that way. That you have—it's an attrition. You have to show up every day as often as you can. Like I take days off of music without question. Like my home is my is my time off. You know, I'm with my family, with my kids. um, But I approach art and music like a sport like a job mm, discipline like a discipline yeah that um, if I want to do this my goal has always been I want to do this until I'm I want I want to pull the Willie Nelson you mm, know? Yeah. Like yeah I want to yeah. have like a career a farm and yeah. when I'm 85 years old mm. I want to have all my favorite people out to this farm and hang and drink and smoke and play music yeah, together yeah, and I want um, and in order for me to achieve that I have to approach it I believe as such, like a discipline. Yeah. Um, and there's there's moments where you're like, oh you know, it's easy. And then there's moments when it's not. And uh, just
5: like an athlete or just anyone. like an
7: athlete. Yeah. Like just like a pff, an accountant. You know, like <laughs> you tax, don't
5: season,
7: tax season. You want to wait till tax season. Tax season is
6: lame. <laughs> so lame.
7: It must be awful for Terrible. an accountant, right? But if they approach it like, well I'm not really inspired to like move the ones and zeros today. I'd be like,
5: <laughs> we <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Yeah.
7: Um, so that's essentially how I've managed to to do it and continue to do it. And I also have a team around me who, like, really pushes me, you know, like they depend on me showing up. Uh, right. And I love them. I uh, respect them and, and I care about them. And, and that also kind of beckons me to keep, keep going, keep moving forward. Yeah.
5: But one thing that I've never missed out on is that people who are successful doesn't matter what they do they do it every day even if it's a small amount
4: Mm -hmm. yeah
5: five minutes ten minutes you know i don't know gem i I see that in gem because she's really good at a lot of things and i'm not i'm like more focused i'm like adhd in application Mm. and it works for me Mm
4: -hmm. because
6: i have a lot of creative interests Mm -hmm. i like to express myself musically but i like to express myself visually as well so for me, it's a little bit different because I feel like I'm always exercising my creative muscle, but I'm changing how I exercise it
7: constantly. Yeah, that's awesome.
6: It's uh, fun. I feel like you're like that, too, though. And I also feel like you're a comedian.
7: Oh, really? <laughs> I'm yeah, just always. saying, like, I
6: think you could do a stand-up tour. I don't know if anyone's told you that, but you're funny.
7: Yeah, Yo, you're kind. Thank you. No,
6: no, no. You really are really funny. Like, hey, guys, I, I'm about to release this album. Please pre-save it. I want to meet Drake. Like, that's funny. <laughs>
7: Uh, Well, you're sweet to say that. Um,
5: Just want you to know that someone's laughing. Also, can we please have the Drake Allen Stone collab?
7: Come on, Drake. If you're watching. Drake
5: is definitely not watching, but...
7: (laughs) Got a lot of good things to offer.
5: I'm funny. He's funny.
7: Uh, I I do that a lot as well. I noticed that um, having many creative uh, desires and ventures... All, all, benefit each other. Yeah. So, um, uh, I've got really into film, Ooh. you know, in the last few years, I and that's that. really benefited uh, my vision as a musician because they they connect.
5: Have yeah. you done any scoring? Like, just I've with- never done
7: scoring, no. Ooh. But um, I would love to. I, mine was like behind the camera, sort of editing, mm-hmm. um, the director, of photography style stuff, writing scripts. Or I didn't write the scripts, but like cultivating uh, ideas for film, it helped nourish my uh, um, passion for music too. Like Mm. and feeling that I was able, you know, for many years in music, I was like, well, I can sing, but I'm not a player, or I'm not a producer, or I'm not X, Y, Z. When the pandemic hit, like everybody, you know, had to go back to their holes and, yeah. and try to be self sufficient. And what that self sufficiency showed me was like, oh no, I-, I can do all of it, really. Like, I, what I am capable of is um, good enough for uh, an amount of people to care about.
6: Are you, so do you, you're, you have a hand, I'm assuming, in like all of the marketing stuff that you do? Like, yeah. for example, I love and this is just really curious, I love the way that you and Julian were advertising the karaoke tour.
7: Oh, weird, yeah. It
6: was so cute, the little lightning questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, is that something that you like created that concept yourself, and then you're like, let's shoot that?
7: Yeah, so that was a collaborative effort between me, Jules, and uh, this production team uh, out of Seattle uh, that I've done a lot of music videos with, and we just work really well together. I called them and said, hey, I need a promo for this tour. Um and I want it to be like did you ever watch those Dollar Shave Company video like when it first came out you know what I'm talking about like
5: the ads it was like an ad yeah and this guy was like
7: in the warehouse and he's like throwing sh- and things were blowing up behind it him it was chaotic chaotic yeah. like i want to shoot that i want to be like a single shot
6: i love it yeah the people making out in the beginning
7: yeah and incredible. it was it was so much fun it was like a it was like the closest i've ever been to choreographed dancing
5: wow because
7: <laughs> you really you know, you have to pay attention to the camera. You have to speak into the camera. There's things happening around you that you have to pay attention to. Right. It stretched so many muscles physically um, and performative wise. Right. Um, but yeah, that was that was super fun. Was we, it
6: improv or did you no we wrote, lines? we wrote we throughout
7: okay. okay. the whole thing.
6: Mm-hmm. So that's awesome.
7: Yeah, thanks for watching that. I appreciate that.
6: Oh, come on, I'm a fan. I'm like an actual fan. <laughs> I'm not just telling you because you're Jesus sitting on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like a real fan. No, I, I'm glad. I'm- like well, you came in here, and I'm like, definitely resist the urge because I always have a song blank like, in my head. And so sing. we've had some people here, you know, getting some finishing touches ready because we really wanted the space to be ready for you. And of course, I was like, if you guys don't know Alan Stone, you should because they don't speak English. So I've been playing your music so naturally. I have like Give You Blue. Right now I'm talking to you, mm. but I'm actually just listening to your music. Nice.
7: Okay, good. <laughs> Got to get those spins. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but you you, you guys were talking about art, and you mentioned that um, you approach art in the way that maybe an athlete would approach their sport. One of the things that I love about you, just as a, pu- a person, I know we don't know each other well, but I feel like we do, um, is that you are a very responsible musician, Oh, um, I think that as an artist we are very blessed to be the weirdos that we are and I also think that that comes with a responsibility mm. to reflect the life that we witness and I think you do an incredible job of doing that Um wow, thank you you have a lot of music my pleasure thank you thank mm-hmm. you you have a lot of music that's very socially conscious and that expresses mm-hmm. very important themes in such a way that you almost don't even realize it so that being said, how do you feel about kind of the balance? Because as it is, sometimes you sit in front of a piano or you sit in front of a guitar, or maybe you write a couple of lyrics and it's absolutely whatever's coming out of your soul. But do you feel that that's true? Do you feel that we as artists sort of have a responsibility to mm. the quality say something or what more, it is more in our right.
5: songwriting? Thank you,
7: babe. Yeah, I, um, I used to think very heavily that that was my purpose. That Mm. my purpose was to change other people's minds.
4: With your music.
7: With my mind.
6: Uh. And
7: then I had babies. (laughs) And I realized how potent uh, genetics are. Mm. And how um, much better of a tactic it is to spread love than it is to spread ideas Mm. um
5: yeah instead of giving you like an actual you know like you have to follow this or you're wrong it's more like i love you let's love each other let's understand our differences let's
7: like exactly exactly i for so i'm my my Probably the biggest song I've ever had is a song called Unaware and it's like all Never about heard of it. Oh what? <laughs> Guys.
6: You're both it's, fired.
7: <laughs> it's all it's like all about the government, you know, yeah. and, and my I was twenty three
6: Every day. Yeah. <laughs> the deficit grows.
7: Uh, it was I was twenty three and like naturally when you're when you leave the nest of your home, this is a natural thing that happens, right? And this is why kids in college are like so powerful and their yeah. ideas are so powerful because you you leave the comfort of your nest. Typically, mm. if you've been brought up the way I was, which was like a, a beautiful upbringing, loving parents, you leave the safety of your nest and you go into a world that's totally new. And you have to, you, what? Like you are lamb based. It's like a second birth. <laughs> reality, exactly. And all of these truths that exist in society start formulating your ideas and your ideology and you kind of push away like what your parents taught you right because you naturally have to cut that social umbilical cord yeah so in that day and age like i was raised in a very christian home and i left the home my my house and cut that social umbilical cord and was like what? like religion didn't make sense to me Mm. anymore um and naturally through that like that's what came out in my writing a lot yeah. was like these are my ideas and they matter kind of thing
5: so unaware was live from your grandma's basement right no his mother's so, his the mother's the living yeah. room or whatever okay
7: yeah it was it, that's what i said
5: oh so i was about gotcha to ask that. you because if it wasn't actually there that's funny because the song is actually about
7: Yeah, it was.
4: You
5: cutting from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was like the whole rawness of it. I was like, oh, chill. He's just like in the basement. His family's out. It
7: was actually in a storage unit. um,
5: Oh, no way. That's awesome. Oh, no.
7: Did you just get the tea? I don't know if I've ever said that on a thing. Uh Uh-oh. That might be a get.
5: (laughs) You're like, we might tell you to take that out
7: later. (laughs) We we edited it. And then me and the uh, director and editor. He's like, well, what do you want to, you know, we're about to upload it to YouTube. What do you want to call it? And I'm like, oh, dude, just say it's like live from my mom's living room or something. You know, like this would be silly. And so we put it on there. And naturally, like when you see a person who looks like me with, you know, big glasses and like a, a singing R&B music. Yeah. And then it's from your mom's living room, you're like, dude, like this is, <laughs> it was tight. Interesting.
5: Yeah. Very
7: interesting. Uh, so yeah, it wasn't from my mom's house at all no. <laughs> that's awesome well you heard it here. so to
5: say what a cool living room <laughs> yeah
7: yeah looks comfy <laughs> yeah so i think back to that original question i'm not sure if i answered it i um i do believe that uh as musicians it i really enjoy an artist who can say something profound in a very uh digestible way yes mm. <laughs> yes Which
6: is evident in your work. Thank you. Because that's exactly how I would have described it if I was as good a speaker.
7: That's like really. I I would love to to be able to do that. Because it's
6: not aggressive. It's not. That's the thing. You got a sneak attack. It's like a suggestion.
7: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
6: Like hey,
5: how about?
7: And typically, it points the finger back, like to ourselves, to me.
5: Well, not only like your experience, but also like I think about like the Marvin gaze. Like I was, I always think about what were they thinking. Mm. When they were creating these songs like were they genuinely just because what's going on? Mm. come on what's going yeah. on Was mm-hmm. he just genuinely just having that thought having that feeling and then what happens is that that song ends up being the song of an entire generation mm. like you can play that song today today it will stand the test of time
7: yeah whether so, that's like incredibly depressing or you know because everything he says in that song we're still facing. today socially and culturally today yeah um but yeah i didn't mean to interrupt you but yeah yeah. that's like super cool to think about to think about like what especially marvin going from like sex icon yeah to like no barry gordy i need to this is the record i want to make
5: fighting the labels even at the beginning like motown i can't even imagine what it must have been like to be in a session like dealing with Not only all the personalities, all the writers, like, I often think about that because, like, also, like the wrecking crew, like the band. Mm. I think about that too now. Like, when you're trying to make music and stuff, I feel like most people who are making music now, and you can tell me what you think, it's like, um, production based. Yeah.
6: So both of you are like live musicians. I mean, you just released last year, right? Or two years ago, a whole live album. Of- uh,
7: Yeah. Like a stripped back live album. Oh, of so your good. tunes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: Delicious. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you. Stop thanking me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> when I have an album that you listen to, then you can thank me, <laughs> which it's not.
5: Gonna yeah, it is.
6: Uh, but both of you who I consider to be people who really um, value live music, and kind of have it at the forefront of your sound stylistically as artists do you feel like you're going to adapt or do you feel like you're going to be like the sticks in the mud who will always be like no I want my mm. my real instruments
7: yeah i think both worlds can exist i think that there's dude there's 8 billion people on the planet mm-hmm. so many there's so much yep. space for all things to exist and I, I, I personally like. I have a song on a record of mine called Radius. It's called Fake Future, and it's all about like the human being, like pulled away from the musical experience. Mm. It's like every festival that I went to, like everybody was playing the tracks.
5: Don't 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 even oh get me started. Gosh. Don't even get me started. We went to Coachella, and they'd be like, "When this beat drop," like not Just singing tracks. the verse. I'm like, "Hello, can you?" at the very least yeah.
7: can you sing the verse like it's just standard now that's, that's kind of standard now at at all levels and um and i i just don't get a joy out of that me neither and so that's for me if you're on stage and you're creating art like once it leaves your body it's no longer yours so it's it's truly for the audience's experience and if the audience is having a good time as somebody who's like a purist, like I only eat organic vegetables that are free farm and free range chicken eggs, and, you know, like that's like my perspective on art.
4: Yeah,
7: I've gotten to the point where I'm like, that's that's, that's negating a capability with art um, and denying it blindly. Yeah, because like. If K Trinata <gasps> K Trinata's stand dope Stand dope. in front of an audience Come and like on. play tunes and an audience and an audience feels it. Right. Then it's real. But that's it my whole
5: dope. thing. I like love that. even when I listen to K Trinata, like he's using African rhythms, like ridiculous syncopation. The music, like when it plays, you feel something. Yeah. Like, you know, House or dance might not be my main thing, but Jem was making fun of me because when Lady Gaga's Chromatica came out, I'm like, this is dope. Yeah. I love oh, this. No, I was fun of you. But- no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the first person that I used to be way too much like, I'm not listening to that mm. shit. If it's pop. Yeah, and now I'm like, no, I, I totally understand. What I feel that's the problem is that we're being forced to limit ourselves. Like, for example, the first time I saw you play was at House of Blues in Boston. Mm. and you had a huge band how long ago was this oh my god over 10 years like it's been been a minute yeah like and and i was just like holy shit I can't believe I'm experiencing this. Like your, your dude had, you know, had the, the fucking Peter Frampton talk box going yeah. and you had horns Swatty. and whatever. And yeah. every time I've seen you, you've been equally as amazing, but your band has gone smaller and smaller. But <laughs> wow. No, 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 Real no. no. <laughs> I, I, not in a bad way because Sussed. the sound has always been consistent. Yeah. But I've felt that thing that's like, oh, you can't bring your horn players this time. And it's like, what do you mean? I need my horn players. Yeah, yeah. And it's like no dude there's no money it's yeah. not gonna happen yeah. so figure it out and then you have to be like well i'm not gonna put pro tool horns so it's better to have it. you know what i'm saying like we're forced to adapt sure, i feel yeah. i don't know if you feel that no, i
7: I've, I've always uh yeah like my my personal uh, taste is like i want to see James Taylor with just a guitar. Oh yeah, on a stage. But that's just my personal taste right. too. You know, like we were raised in musical families and around music, and those, and 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 not only we were raised around it, but also like our genetic coding is in has, there is in there too, and that genetic coding connected to the nurturing of what it feels like to see communal music mm. happening is like that's our bug some people don't have that at all and their genetic coding is like gun, gun, yeah. gun, gun, gun. and it's you know it's i guess to me personally it's like i, I don't necessarily feel that uh but um to deny it is pointless. I feel like I, you would
5: do a, a remix, like a cool remix. I could hear you doing some cool house shit. I'd but let somebody never, else do the remix. He'll never
6: stand <laughs> up in front of an audience, I don't think, and sing to a track. Is so? I well, guess. I have. You have? Oh Ooh. yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. I'm not. I'm not above it. I mean, it. it like, I don't prefer it. Right. right. But you won't not do it. I won't not do. It. I did a TV show, and it was all track. I sang live, but everything else was track. Wow. And it wasn't like the greatest musical experience of my life, but I'm not on a TV show to experience the greatest musical experience of my life. I love doing a a promo. I'm on a TV show to be like,
4: (laughs) how many people
7: can I get in front of?
5: You know, that's (laughs) the truth though. So back to your mortgage, right?
7: (laughs) I mean, it's just part of like the. At some point in my musical journey, it folded over from like the purism of, I have to hold everything tight
4: mm.
7: to like, I gotta figure out how to make a career. And and um, it's not sacrifices, it's-, it's uh,
5: Malleability. It's
7: malleability, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not gonna sacrifice the thing that makes me wanna do this, which is standing in front of an audience and playing real live music with real live musicians, right. communally. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in order to get people to to that space, in order for me to do that, if it means I gotta go do a TV show or means I gotta go do something.
5: Where's your line? That's my question. Let's say Stevie Mm. Wonder calls you and he's like, yo, Alan, I got this song. Yeah, And it's the worst song you've ever heard in your life. Are you gonna do it? Fuck yeah. It's Stevie Wonder.
7: Is Stevie on it?
5: Yeah, Yeah, he wrote it. Absolutely. But it's terrible, it's trash.
7: I'll do it. What, what are we talking about here? Yeah,
5: he's like, easy, next question. <laughs> well,
6: because I, I, I asked that I to ask somebody the other day. I asked you the same other
5: question. Right. No, I want to I know.
4: Where's your line? Yeah.
6: You've
5: been in my life when no, I've but... done songs that I think are trash. <laughs> True, you're right. And I've been like, I got to do it. It's too good of an opportunity. And yeah. I will fully be hurting the whole time. And I will be in pain. And I will think the song is trash. And I will feel like a part of my soul is gone. But I will still do it. your contribution to it isn't trash, so.
7: that's It's, it's a really interesting question. Yeah, like where, because... I did a, like a commercial thing at one point. And this, uh,
5: <laughs> His eyes are closed, by the <laughs> I
7: have to remember it because this director was dope. It was like a car commercial thing. Like Honda was sponsoring the event and the director came in and I think maybe he could just tell by my body language that I was like, you know, happy to get paid, but not like stoked to be there, mm. you know, because it's just not, it's not exciting. Yeah. And, uh. And he said, you know, traditionally, art has always been curated by kings and queens, right? It's been paid for Oof. by-
5: The top, the 1%. The, top, the, the 1%.
7: 1%, right? And the legacy of art has been carried on because of these uh, influential and powerful individuals. And it was like, wow, you're totally right. Like to not credit, 'Cause naturally you're like, yeah, like labels. Yeah. Like Honda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Stick like, it to the man. Stick it
4: to the man, right? <laughs> yeah.
7: But like ultimately to not credit them for what they are contributing is it's a lie. Mm. And um and I think that uh yeah, you it, it is good to see it in a well rounded it, it makes me happier when I see it in a well rounded way. It was like, you know, the balance of like, well, it's <sighs> artistically this isn't my favorite thing i've ever done so but but it might allow me another opportunity that will will build a space so hard like you think cheryl Crow's stoked that she did picture with kid rock (laughs) maybe i don't know i I don't know cheryl but i would imagine that a lot of people
5: line right now a
7: lot of of people probably text her the video and be like hey
5: so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember, you did
7: this, oh, no. <laughs> you or know, Cheryl. and I'm like,
5: but, but don't forget.
7: <laughs> but Cheryl, I'm sure, has a lot of fans because of t- that tune's a banger like different people, different people so, that like put her like in that space. If you were looking at both of their careers, bringing those two people together added a lot of benefit to each other's space. Um, and I don't know, I think you'd.
2: So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Cultura podcast network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Cultura shows
3: Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu
5: I saw this amazing uh, quote. It was like a a Rolling Stone article and it was like um, new artists and like these relic, like legendary artists, like you need each other. Mm. Oh, what right. was it? Which is like why you're trying to hop on this remix or like why, you know, whoever it may be, freaking David Veterans. Byrne is doing, you know, remixes with Disclosure mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. the hell mm-hmm. may be. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you make each other relevant and you keep it going. And for me, like I Kind of, I guess, because of my parents and everything. Like, I've seen a little bit of that darker side of the industry, where it's like very competitive and really dark.
7: Mm, I, I, I kind of just walk around naturally with like imp- this fear that like somebody's just gonna open up the blinds and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, I thought so." So, wait, I do, what do is you mean,
6: mega <laughs> imposter syndrome? Yeah,
7: like imposter syndrome is a totally. good that, that that's what it is. And and I think it's good. I think it, that allows me to um, approach every situation with curiosity and also a sense of humility. Like I'm at my worst when I think I deserve something. Like oh. like actually, like I've been right. in situations where I'm like, like th- can you zoom <laughs> on this face? Yeah. <laughs> I've been in situations and like, I'm not my best self in those situations. You sure? I'm not. Yes. I'm terrible great. at it. I'm terrible at trying to be cool. It's so annoying. It's because
6: you're cool already. Well, so it's kind of like you actually become very uncool. Because you're already cool. So you're like stunting on your own game. It's,
7: it's, yeah, it's,
6: <laughs> Don't do that.
7: I, I've, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I try not to. And the way that I've noticed it... <laughs> nice. <point. laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the way that seems um, to make me capable to enter into any situation with the best spirit is like one of that like kind of imposter syndrome. like i don't know what i'm doing here but i'm happy to be here, right kind of thing. <laughs> who impresses you most
5: who do you respect the most oh man doesn't have to be a musician like who do you look at and you're like ah oh, no they got it we're good like that's the shit right there
7: Wow, that's, that's that's
6: a big
5: question. I came loaded question. today, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's
7: a really good question. I'm I appreciate you letting <laughs> me explore that. Like, uh, my, like I respect the hell out of my wife.
4: Mm.
7: My wife is the type of cre. I wish I was the type of creator that she is artistically, because she's like she's good at everything. Like the the incredible silversmith. She made my our wedding rings. <gasps> uh like
6: one after my own heart
7: uh, so's amazing uh incredible painter and drawer but she approaches art with like she has to do it yeah it's not an option she's like I just love doing it it's like that's my that's my free space and um and I, I have to take an approach of like no this is a discipline like give me the fucking guitar
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
7: you know <laughs> And I Scales. and I really envy that about uh, her experience um, because uh, I just have I've never I've had that in in faces um, but probably over the last ten years since it's become a business and like my career that is less and less and so uh, I really respect her and her approach towards art and then also she's like. <laughs> Me and you. A killer, killer mom. Oh. Like, so incredible. You're a dad to our of two. You're
5: such a dad right now. I love it. Daddy a dad boy. and husband. Yes. Shout out to it's- T Money. <laughs>
7: Seriously. <laughs> that <counts. laughs> uh, Yeah, like when we first got together, you know, it, it was the same thing like honeymoon phase. Everything's amazing. Um, when we got married, same but like when I saw her as a mom
4: pfft, over dude yeah <laughs> over
7: like, sealed I love her more than I've ever loved her Aww. more than the day I met her because of just how she's showed up and cry
5: <laughs> are you taking notes and <laughs> I don't have a penis I don't know how many times I've told you <laughs> what <laughs> this whole time
7: um, yeah it's cool it's cool uh, I would say her that's yeah. awesome
5: oh. well nobody date anybody else because apparently it's
4: not gonna get better than
7: <laughs> no it will it, it's great it, it's good like if it's if you dive into the foxhole with your partner and and the and the north star is keeping this thing together and not like yourself yeah but the thing you have mm. then then when you're there when it's good and it maintains it's the best thing ever because it just grows and Mm. it gets better and fuck, it's hard
5: yeah Yeah. oh my god what is it it's hard
7: but but anything that's worth it is yeah and so yeah
6: yay love this guy (laughs) So you kind of briefly mentioned a little bit ago, and I wanted to come back to it, that you had a podcast. How yeah. Good's This, right? Which How Good's This, yeah. I read about it, and by the way, I love the theme. Mm. It's because you you said you and a friend were kind of just going through life and would come across moments where you were like, wow, this is kind of nice.
7: Some of the funnest times we've ever had, though, just sitting around like hobnobbing yeah. with your buddies. So it's great. Fun. It's yeah. great.
6: I've actually made a lot of friends because of this podcast. Yeah, Just like this. Yeah. You meet somebody, you're kind of like forced to have a conversation.
7: Yeah, that's the best part about it. Like, but you got your phones in, you have to listen I to have everybody. To hear anything, yeah. You can't have your phone. It's like really annoying to I like do, but, you know, have somebody like, and also, yeah,
4: you know, like
5: <laughs> learning how to listen is
7: actually one of my faults. So
5: this podcast podcast has helped a lot. And then I have to hear myself back and be like, "Oh, shut the fuck up."
6: <laughs> it it does make you conscious of the things that you say though. Huh?
7: Yeah, it was we wanted to do like a, you know, a good news style show, you I know, love it. where we Feel like good, we shit. would find four news articles that were positively swung cuz Right. You know, everything that's news, news now is just like clickbait. The right. world is ending. Everything's off. Everything's on fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Everybody's persecuted. You yeah. know, like it's like I don't I know a lot of good things. I yeah. know a lot of good people. Like <laughs> yeah. my neighbors are tight. I guess <laughs>
5: Yeah. Like, I saw this really cute cat this morning. Exactly. Like like,
7: like what <laughs> It's kinda like when you look in the mirror, I always say this, uh when you look in the mirror and you have a zit, like all you focus on is the zit. That's true. And like the rest of your face is just like normal. It's fine. But the zit. And all day you're like fucking, you know, you're like zit, zit, zit. You enter this room, and you're like I have a zit. First thing
5: you <laughs> Don't say. Don't look at my zit. Another band name, the zit. The zit. Oh my
6: god, is this a good Yo, time for I band name? I think names? this is a
5: good time. For okay, band okay, names.
6: but then you have to add one to the list. That's my only requirement.
7: I like just zit actually. Just
5: zit,
6: just zit,
7: or zit. That's kind of flames.
6: Because just zit is also great. <laughs> just zit.
7: <laughs> no, like not just zit, but like zit. Like,
6: just do it. Just zit. Zit. It's there already. Zit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm quick with Should it. Should we do
7: two Ts, though, because that's horde? Ooh <laughs> yeah. It's so horde.
6: <laughs> I love that. All right, ready? Yeah. Put porn.
7: Oh. Put, put porn? Put, put porn. Okay.
6: Macho mariquita.
7: Mm. What's mariquita? Mean?
6: Mariquita is a fried <laughs> plantain.
7: No, yeah, big ol'. But
6: it also means a gay man. Yeah,
7: macho also, Say the word again.
6: Mariquita.
7: Mariquita. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna say that on stage tonight. <laughs> Do
6: it. I'm gonna be in
5: the audience. So yeah, gonna we're hear. gonna be there. So,
7: <laughs> mariquita. macho mariquita.
5: They'll escort you off stage.
7: Yeah. We hey, more songs.
5: That's
6: it, guys. The show's yeah. over. <laughs>
7: Drapes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
6: All right, all right. Disco leopard.
7: Nice, cool.
6: Personal foreplay.
7: Ooh, Ooh, very sexual.
6: (laughs) I distinguished her meow. Oh,
7: I distinguished her meow. Uh, That's a the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I distinguished her meow. Okay, great. Maybe that's a rock opera. If that's
6: too long for you, then the next one's gonna be long for sure. That's like the new bad out of Hell Personal favorite. Emotional support. Orange juice.
7: That's the best one so far.
6: Wait, we got four
7: more.
6: <laughs> Swamp Pop. Swamp oh. Pop. Swamp Pop.
7: Okay. okay. I'm in.
6: <laughs> Bum beef. Ooh. The restroom's this way.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that one's good.
6: I knew it. That was my last one. That one's good.
7: That's good work. I folks. like
6: free
5: beer tomorrow.
7: <laughs> oh. Free beer tomorrow?
6: Free beer tomorrow. That's okay. good. I, I like that too. I
7: Free beer is cool too. Free beer is free beer.
6: Yeah, I like free beer too.
7: Uh, we had my friends and I have a same thing like a list of band names, and the only one I can remember is Celine Dion Sanders.
4: Whoa,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Those are two very different Celine worlds. Celine Dion me. Sanders. <laughs> wow. She's like Sing my heart, but like my
4: political.
5: <laughs> yeah. <crazy>. yeah. Like, <laughs>
6: Oh, my gosh. I want to put you on the spot so bad. Oh, no. What are you I'm doing? resisting the urge. What's the I'm- spot? So, Little Birdie told me oh, God. that on December 28th of last year, Uh-oh. you posted something on Instagram. Hold on. Or actually, keep the jaw down because it- <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> Where you were listing your resolutions for 2023. Oh, yeah. New- on yeah. the list, you had... Not lose any more money in crypto, which, same, boy. Same.
7: I didn't lose any money in crypto.
6: Oh, well, there's still have a year left.
7: Never Second was. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't understand it.
5: You're like, I didn't lose any money because I, I didn't put, put any money. <laughs> okay. Good to
6: know. Yeah. Uh, second was to learn to drive a Vespa. I don't care about that one. The third one was... I did
7: learn how to drive a Vespa.
6: That's good for you. But They're the dope. third one was that you wanted to learn all the lyrics to Bubble Sparks, Booty 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 rocking Everywhere.
5: Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty.
7: Bubble Sparks, Miss New Bubba, Booty.
6: Bubble Sparks, Miss New Booty.
7: Oh, I didn't. <laughs>
5: But I was Gem like, did. I'm ready so to go. hit it. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to quiz him. I'm ready to. Quiz I found.
6: Him.
7: Hey, I'm two for three. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, okay, I'm not yeah, liquid. Yeah.
5: But you're, you're like can't one bro- and a half. You can't prove. The you can take. Hit- That's true.
7: I didn't. I I didn't invest any money in crypto. So you
5: didn't lose any.
6: You did learn to drive a Vespa, but you. Don't I learned know. to drive
5: a
7: Vespa in Australia this year.
6: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That kind of makes up.
5: For honestly, everything. Australia's just trying to kill you left and right. So I'm surprised.
4: Yeah.
6: Oh man, I was really getting ready to, for you to whisper rap because that's the part I was gonna make you do.
5: Can you do it, Joe? Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. That's about as
7: much that's as I know.
6: That's not. I that got, got the lyrics. Song?
5: Yeah, that's another song. No.
7: I feel like that's There's a Three Six songs. Mafia song.
5: Hold on, that's a whole other song, guys. I found
6: you, Miss the Booty. That's definitely not oh, the same song. Sh- Let me whisper in your ear. carry yourself together. Go and buy some new gear. Do something with your hair, and then hit the club. <laughs> Shaking ass. Go
4: and show some love. <laughs> nice.
6: That wasn't
4: just a min- mention. <laughs> that's good.
5: Nothing beats them going, shaking ass nice
4: at the fellas. <laughs> with- Get yourself some new gear. Yeah. yeah. That's
7: cool. I like that line. That's a good n- band Go name, Beaver. New Gear. Oh,
4: <laughs> they have great prices.
5: I like that
7: Or just too. gear. Gear's pretty cool. Gear's sick.
5: Is that not Gear's- a band? I feel like that's probably a band. No. Oh, no. That's definitely Tool. I didn't know that was
7: Four a Four letters, though. A lot of vowels.
6: I'm adding gear before I forget it.
7: <laughs> Gear's cool.
5: Gear
6: is there. Gear has made
5: the oh, list. Oh, my God.
6: Oh, man. God. Okay, so since I know you're hilarious, and we do this all the time, I was just curious. I figure the answer is yes. And if it is, I would love for
7: you to show me one.
6: Mm. Do you parody your own songs?
7: All the time.
4: <laughs> you see, I do.
7: All the time. But as best as my friend group... Uh, is I've thought actually about doing like when I release the album, doing re- a parody album? Well, doing the same song, <laughs> like, the the same, all the <laughs> same music, but, but then rewriting the all the lyrics, lyrics oh, to geez. just like stupid stuff that sounds like, so, you know, like, like uh, Brown Eyed Lovers, like Brown Danny Glover.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> or, I have to tell you, just sorry, uh, we're vegans and okay. we have a, I have a little cover that I do called Consider Meat.
7: Yes. All right. Nice. And it's when from
5: eat meat consider eaters consider to vegans. Me. Yeah. <laughs> consider Fine. meat.
4: We'll consider meat.
7: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> a lot of people are like, "Is he saying cinnamon? 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 Cinnamon?" <laughs> it anything yeah. like? That? I don't know. Somebody had it. And I was like, "That's kind of a good point." It sort of oh. Sound like
6: that. Cin- okay. I got what you mean. Yeah. No. This doesn't sound like that.
7: Yeah. We, I we definitely parody a lot of especially my friends. They're like. Come back, like, dude, I dig that new track.
6: Well, because I was thinking unaware.
7: Underwear? And I'm congested. Underwear.
6: Exactly. Congested. <laughs> underwear. I'm underwear. Underwear, yeah. <laughs> I'm underwear.
7: The words is push, pull, tear after oh, you say wow. underwear. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Those briefs are breaking.
6: You, nobody, you had no friends then, huh? Nobody was like,
7: Alan. Oh, yeah, everybody. I had radio like <laughs> interviews where they were like, so do you know that it sounds like underwear?
6: <laughs> no way.
7: Oh, my God. Oh, man. (laughs) Listen,
5: subliminal messaging is a real thing. It's been around in music and things for a long time. And if you own an underwear
6: company, I got a song for you.
7: Yeah, I'll switch it up. Thanks.
0: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices, like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next-day installation, and all backed by the Right Price Guarantee. Visit RightRug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
3: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
5: even with music like certain music like I can't listen to microtonal jazz it drives me crazy but like <laughs> I, I, I'm That's sorry specific. it does but like I'll, I, because Ornette Coleman like I went into this deep dive about Ornette Coleman and he's like well ultimately when you're like the free musician you just play whatever you want and I'm like but like no right like <laughs> you need some kind of structure to make you comfortable
7: Right? Well, like yeah, th- at that point, is it for the player or the listener? Like well, who, are you, who are you making the music for? If you're, if you're creating art for yourself, that's great. And that's okay. But it's it's really like, what is your purpose?
5: Who do you make music for? Other people. So you're here to serve. Yeah, That's what Jem said the other day. She said, I know when I fuck with someone, when they understand, the process of this world. It's like we're here to serve.
7: Well, I I don't know what we're here for. <laughs> right. uh, and I, but the way that I see it uh, best executed, and the way that makes me feel best, is when I think less about myself and more about others. Um, and that's just what I've learned up to this point. That's what my that's what I was taught, and the way that you know I'm 36 years old and the way that I've best experienced life up to this point is when I'm egoless kind of a vessel and just attempting to uplift others as best I possibly can and it's not like this like cliche harm selfless <laughs> thing it's like that's sincerely like the happiest I am if I'm not uh, but
5: it took you a minute to get there. Cause like you say the word humble a lot and I feel that a lot from your energy, but I also feel like at some points, like you have to fight, like figure out your ego, like sort your ego.
7: Yeah, totally. Cause it takes an amount of ego to like stand in front of people and demand their attention. Right. Or not even demand it, but like, like attempt to beckon it. Right. Like you, if you're going to stand in front of us, an audience of people and it takes an amount of ego to go look here. Yeah. Um so yeah it is it's a it's a tug it's a tug of war with your ego. Um but the the best possible experience that I've ever had is when I'm void of that ego and <clears throat> um I'm well rehearsed or well practiced or well disciplined, however you want to Yeah, uh, you're prepared. Prepared. You're pumped um and i'm not thinking steps ahead i'm just there i'm just in the moment mindfulness yeah uh and so back to your point like you know free musicians it, it's it's really just about who what's what's your goal what's your purpose in the creation of art mm. cuz there's no wrong way to do it it's like the art gets created regardless right and once it's out it's not the artists anymore anyhow whether they made it for themselves or whether they didn't if they took it out of their bedroom it's everybody else's mm-hmm. um,
5: Livingston Taylor James Taylor's brother mm-hmm. he's an amazing musician and he's a professor at Berkeley and he would like commute on the train to do this seminar like once a month at Berkeley and it was all about how nerves are selfish he was like oh, interesting he was kind of like well you, like the audience doesn't need you, you need them. Mm. Like when you go on stage, even just saying your name, he had everybody go up on stage and just introduce themselves and they'd be like, hi, I'm Gemini. And he'd be like, are you asking me? Why is there a question uh, mark at the end of that?
6: The inflection of the actual The inflection,
5: oh, hi, I'm Gemini,
4: mm.
5: you know, okay. like conviction. Yes, you are. Right, mm-hmm. so he literally would have us just walk around in circles introducing ourselves and then he goes to sing and he's like a certain level of nerves are invited and they're welcome because that is the pocket of your ego that's still keeping yourself in check like the the part of yourself that's having that conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. the moment that you go on stage and you don't feel any fear and you feel like oh these people are here for me Mm. you're done yeah game over he really opened my mind to like but keep it in check Mm. because you need them
4: (laughs) yeah
5: you know it's like that whole thing and then a can of weed fell out of his coat and it was like the most amazing <laughs> thing in the world <laughs> okay so one time you talked about that you were trying to find other ways to make music or that i guess you were like trying to find different ways to create or yeah. make music mm-hmm. my question when you are starting to write a song yeah is it always all right Got my guitar, I got these chords, whatever. Or are you sleeping and you wake up and all of a sudden you have a melody in your head? Or is it different? Like what is your songwriting process? Because the song structure of your songs is delicious, but it's also like really fresh and playful. So like I'm very curious what way you approach writing music.
7: Um, it's the way I write music the best is I schedule co write. And it it keeps me honest. Um, I'm like very much so uh, um, like socially aware uh, and I think gain a lot of personal acceptance off of what others think of me, like in relationship. And so uh, if I have a songwriting session booked, I'm going to show up on time uh, Mm. and we're going to get a song. Discipline. (laughs) And um it's harder for me to do that by myself by myself like i can waste my own time like nobody's business so
4: yeah i feel uh, feel so hard (laughs) it's
7: it's yeah and so i'm luck. i'm very lucky enough that there's enough human beings who are willing to write songs with me that i can schedule like uh, in january i did a full month in la and had a songwriting session every day and i got 35 songs
4: wow
7: and um so once I get there, then the process, there is no like uh
6: Do you start lyrics or melody first?
7: Uh we what's weird about co-writing is it's like kind of like speed dating a little bit.
6: <laughs> Cuz cool. I'm
7: really versed in speed dating, by the way. i was <laughs> gonna say. <laughs> not really not. It seems like that's what it would be like. You like get uh, you show up to some, typically somebody's house because they have a studio at right, their house. Right, right. You come into their space. Wild you have just met this person you sit down you you both want the same thing you both want a song um and so naturally that like social uh inertia is happening um and then you just talk you know and like I'm I love people and I love being social and so that's typically very easy and exciting for me and then you you start to go down a path of like what's been happening in your life or what are you right. thinking about or what what's going on and then you just pluck out uh you know some chordal ideas my favorite uh conception of a writing room is a top line melody lyricist
4: person mm. uh, Hook writer. a
7: producer <laughs> and then myself and so when when we're all kind of figuring out the structure of the song typically the producer can be um, putting together the mood and the beat and the groove while we're working on lyrics and, and top line and it all kind of formulates together, but hopefully by 9 PM, we have a full
4: song. Something. Oh, what time do you start?
7: Um, uh, it's typically like noon. Okay. Wow. Okay. But yeah, deadlines are very helpful for me. Cause if I, if I just, if it's open ended, it's like, wow, you know, uh, <laughs> I like schedule. There's tools, no yeah. structure. So that's seemingly how I've done it best towards, like, actually uh, getting things done. I've written really great songs by myself. Um, They seem to be a bit more uh, personal, Mm. Mm. Um, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, right? Like, um, because a lot of times my songs... If I'm to critique my music, and I think the reason why I'm, I'm, if if people know me, it's in the music world, like musicians, I overcomplicate music, which kind of, you know, if, uh, I would imagine, are you both fluent in, in Spanish? Spanish, Spanish? Okay. yeah. Okay. Both are. I'm not at all, right? So if we come into a room and you guys just start throwing Spanish at me, I'm like, Cool. I'm gonna tune out. Right. Like I can't. That, that's what happens in music.
4: Hmm. Is like,
7: music has been dumbed down.
4: It has for hmm. centuries.
7: And yes. that's why when you turn on Top Forty Radio, and Ed Sheeran, one of the most capable musicians alive, is singing. <laughs> he can in-
5: play his ass off. <clears throat> it's true. <clears throat> yeah.
7: Yes. The same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's because he plays the stadiums. Yeah, and the and his audience base. Yeah, but
6: I can't do it.
7: That's okay. It's not for you.
6: Yeah, you don't have to. It's
7: not for you. But like, I an
6: audience for you. This is
7: proof. I want to be Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I want to play my music in front of as many people as possible. I want to.
5: But you think that's his real music? What is he really like?
7: I don't. I don't know. I don't know Ed. I don't know Ed. But I know that Ed is like a very capable musician. Yeah. Um. Great player, great writer. Probably a fan of yours. <laughs> and he, uh, and that's the music that that lives on the radio that he's yeah. able to like put on the radio, which allows him to play stadiums. And as a musician, I listen to that music, and I'm just like you. I'm like that's not for me. I'm not gonna go and like I'm not gonna turn that on at my house in the morning. Yeah. No. But I understand its purpose. Right. Um, so, uh, the thing that co-writing potentially, what I'm hoping it will do. Is get me closer to that line where musically and lyrically, because I'm naturally like, throw the augmented five in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you hear that overtone? <laughs> There's no, oh, yeah, is that a bassoon? And like, yes, bassoon. nobody cares. I care.
5: Your audience does care. I care so much.
7: And, and I love I you mean, for i love
6: a bassoon. I understand. You're trying to grow your audience base, but.
7: Not, not, well, it's not, that's not the purpose. No, of course not i know my strength like if my strength in basketball is three points from the Uh side hit me at the side Yeah, exactly like i'm gonna hit the side but if i want a well-rounded game and i want to make the all-star team like i got to work on other Other things things. i have to hit it from the top i have to have a quick also uh, you
5: can't be born seven feet which is my whole thing like there are certain things that you can love and like i'm never going to try to be a forward (laughs) If I'm my height, you also oh, have okay. to kind of like, like you said, play to your strengths.
7: You got to play to your strengths, but like, it's also good, I think, to, yeah, but I don't know. Music, I don't think is the same as sports in that regard, right? Because there are obviously Shaquille Do you want to hear Ed Sheeran yeah. sing country? He could do it. Yeah. He could absolutely do it. Or why? <laughs> no, I'm not saying why. I'm not saying why, but what I'm saying is like those guardrails, They we put them up as musicians. Yeah. Because we're precious. Yeah. And we're like we feel things, and in reality they don't actually exist. My neighbor Suzanne doesn't give a fuck about no. anything that we give a fuck
4: about. Yeah. No,
6: nothing. <laughs> nothing. And you know what's so funny is that I have this conversation like it's, with it's, her.
7: It happens all the time to me. No, and and I've had to get over that. I've had because I'm on that tip. I want everything live. I want yeah. you to play some fun chords. I want you to do some yeah, fun yeah, things yeah. musically. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hold the tradition. Right. Right. But. Who, who's it for? Is it me or is it for Suzanne? I, we just moved uh, house and I met my neighbor, Suzanne. And Shout bless out. her heart. I, I've used her name in like several podcasts, like <laughs> several times. I went and did a week like guest mentoring at Berkeley and all the questions were like, well, who do you write for? What's your process? And I used Suzanne's name like, okay. but uh, she came over to our house and uh, we met and... and um. It's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a singer. And she's like, what? <laughs> like,
5: what do you actually? Do? <laughs> what, what do you mean? How do you make money? <laughs>
7: like in this neighborhood, <laughs> you know? And I thought, and it, it hit me in that moment, which is like, okay, Suzanne, I, I think Suzanne's a nurse or something. But it's like, what song of mine would I play Suzanne right now? Oh, not the song that's like. <laughs> Listen to how high my voice goes. Yeah. <laughs> no, like what song it's gonna is going to connect with you and your experience in life?
4: Yeah.
5: Those
7: are the songs I want to write. What'd you play that's her? It. I didn't play her song but I'm just oh. singing. In that <laughs> moment, no, I didn't play her <laughs> song. was not like I have my guitar out in my front lawn. I'm like, well, oh, actually,
5: <laughs> now that you mention it.
7: But I get caught in the weeds a lot with trying to impress the 1% of musicians because mm. I'm that's you where. Are. Those are my favorites. I, and 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 um, I don't know. It's just good to work on your jump shot.
5: I don't want to impress them. I'm just worried that we're all going to die.
7: We all are. He,
5: no, I mean, like, who's going to do it if we don't? You know what I'm saying? Like if we're if not you don't
6: uphold the standard, if maybe?
5: we're not upholding the standard and we're just letting it slip, and we're like, "All right, fuck it," it's whatever. already but slipped. Who, but <sighs> who's gonna do it then? Who's gonna do it, y'all? <laughs> Somebody's gotta do
7: it. Well, then, yeah, then do it. I mean, that's your that's your journey, that's yeah. your experience. If that's again, what I'm want. also privileged, so I'm able to say
5: that True. because I grew up in a world where, at the end of the day, no matter what, just being honest, God forbid, I call my mom tomorrow, I'm like, "Lost all my money, save me." Yeah, it would be able to happen. So I have. That's true. More of that, that mindset where I'm like, no, somebody has to fucking do it. But then at the same time, my best friend Groovy, who literally has a show tomorrow, who is a foreman and he builds props for movies, and he was a single dad and he sacrificed his entire life just so he can play music because that's what he loves.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: He will literally be like, I'm not compromising for anybody, and I don't care if I have to be building sets and whatever i'm gonna write the songs i want to write yeah as you as you
7: should yeah as you should and those are the hard what i'm saying personally you asked me about my process right right those are the songs i want to write
5: yeah oh yeah
7: the songs i want to write are for suzanne they're no longer for me right i don't care about the key change you're the vessel to the high b Uh, so that i can show off to like the 0.001 of people who care about it i want to write songs I just wrote a song. I think it's my best song I've ever written. A song called Father's Love. It's the same four chords. And the melody, I don't sing it. I'm going to play it for you tonight. And you're going to sob. It's the best song I've ever written. And what happened was I got into the writing studio with my friend Billy. And I disregarded all of my natural tendencies for the sake of the song.
5: You stopped fighting.
7: I stopped. It was like my natural tendency is like, oh yeah, cool. And then let's change it up here and let's do <laughs> a reharm uh, here. Let's reharm <laughs> here and go to that eh, and then I'll go, huh. And, and, and no. You wrote for the song. I wrote I sacrificed myself and my ego for the betterment of the song. And I'm telling you, I think it's the best song I've ever written. Wow. And so that's that's just my journey now. That's just my experience and my journey. And I don't wow. I'll never rid myself of like that ego and that it's not even an ego. It's just like my natural tendencies. Right. Right. I'm not gonna that's always gonna be there.
5: Yeah. Well, back to like the whole blood thing and like the genetic thing. Yeah. Part of it is genetic. It's like we grew up not putting on Ed Sharon, right? We're like, you know, my nephew, he's 11 years old, and we were just recording an album together for Christmas. And it'd be like one in the morning, and he'd be like pumping through phrases like, No, I gotta do it again. No, that was too much of a run. I need to put more emotion into it.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: And he's so connected to music. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's why I'm like, Yeah, it is such a genetic thing because you have to like find yourself, but also understand and accept like what's inside of you and like what made you who you are. You know, I mean, I'm sure your voice or my voice. Wouldn't sound the way they would, or your violin playing wouldn't be the way that it was if you didn't grow up listening to Bubba Sparks or, <laughs> you know, Chet Baker or whatever it is we yeah. were listening to I mean, when we were growing up. We're all up.
6: by our experiences, but I really get what Alan's saying with regard to like <laughs> the reality is the average person has no idea what's going on. The reality is the average person has no idea that, that most of the musicians standing on the Coachella stage are actually lip syncing, they don't know the difference. And I know that just from sitting with my family, who isn't um, musical.
7: And it doesn't mean that like like that can't be possible, right? right? Like you, I'm doing a tour this summer with Chris Stapleton, and he's nice. That's, I don't, I don't think there's tracks happening there. Like it seems like it's very well played, and he's selling out arenas. Yeah, and that's an experience for the audience that's very special. Right, Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million bands that are doing it. Radiohead. That, that way, Radiohead. <laughs> um, it just it doesn't make one better than the other yeah no. for it, it, it's it's just the artist's journey and that's my specific journey is to go man i think what happens is my ego gets in the way, in the way. <laughs> and i start writing music for myself and and that's why i haven't had the whatever whatever whatever
5: no you just have curious. had that
7: no I, but well. i'm just saying my personal <laughs> journey
4: you know
6: right i'm yeah. just curious uh, do you think you would be a fan yeah. of yourself Ooh, I mean, if you didn't exist as the musician that you are, and you came across Oof. your records,
7: yeah. If I didn't make them, I hope I would be.
6: I think I I think you would. I imagine you would. But I'm just curious if you think you would. I be. think so.
7: Yeah, I, I would <laughs> hope I would be. I mean, I'm, I'm not like I don't listen to my own music. But, you know, like when there I'm, are
6: some people who once who the do mix what is I've done.
7: Oh, like even before that. Really, it's even hard for me to like
6: hear your own voice.
7: Yeah, I just like I, I'm I'm. The studio is sacred to me, um, and I put all of my intention into what is made in the studio, and then uh, post that to me.
5: Performing, I mean,
7: performing is like where I get really excited, and being in front of an audience is very special to me and sacred. And yeah. the studio is sacred, and everything else. Do like the things that have garnered attention for me. And gotten people to like patronize what I do as a musician. It's probably five on this side of, I had no idea that was gonna be special. And two on this side, oh, I knew that was gonna be special. Oh, man. It's like it, it, we live in a fragmented world of media where yep. you just, you never know right. what's gonna connect with an audience base. And so. Especially with social media now. Oh, it's, it's just with everything. Yeah. Like once the art leaves your body it's not yours you keep so, saying that it's how, so
5: true it's like once it's out it's out it's it belongs to everybody else
7: <laughs> what do you, and if you if you really get deep about it, it doesn't even belong to you when it's in your body right because you're just recycling your influences we didn't write language we don't uh we didn't Invent the instruments right. that we play on.
5: Even a unicorn is a horse with a horn. They both exist. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> I love know, that. it's true though. Like you put shit together from uh, shit that already exists.
7: Exactly, and and then you know you put your name on it, which is weird.
6: That's why I don't like it but, when musicians, especially like we'll understand this a lot. I, uh, musicians tend to be like, well, she's so derivative of this person. I'm like,
5: duh. Aren't we all? <laughs> All right, germs and germs, it's time for everybody's favorite news, Space News! When E.T. calls, can we be sure we're not being spoofed? Scientists have devised a new technique for finding and vetting possible radio signals from other civilizations in our galaxy. A major advance in the search for extraterrestrial intelligence that will significantly boost confidence in any future detection of alien life. We've detected a star barely hotter than a pizza oven, which means you can both cook on it and give it a hug, the coldest ever found to emit radio waves. It is a brown dwarf too small to be a regular star and too massive to be a planet. Who are you, star I can hug? Virgin Galactic's next space fight will include sweepstakes winners. Oh boy, here we go. Black Mirror, season 20. A mother-daughter duo won their tickets in a sweepstakes contest, as well as an 80-year-old former Olympian. Okay, I know it's an Olympian, but stop sending 80-year-olds places. Descansa. And this has been
4: Space Space News. News.
5: Okay, I know we have to let you go, but I do want to say this one little story. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question. So, when I went to college... I was supposed to go up there with my best friend, and last minute she uh, couldn't come. She decided that she couldn't, you know, she didn't want to make the move. Wasn't in her life, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool, like all good. But I was really nervous because I'd never lived alone, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned prior, like cutting that whole cord for me, it was like really intense, especially mm-hmm. in like Latin. Oh, I bet yeah. families and everything, like mm-hmm. the whole cultural dynamic of family can get like very interesting. So. I cut away and I was finally by myself and I was wicked afraid to hear what my voice would sound like. I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to open my mouth. I'm either going to sound like shit or I'm going to sound like my mom. I'm like, it's going to suck. And then (laughs) I found you and I heard the way you sang. And I was like, something about his music Is reaching me, which is funny because you're like, at that time, probably you probably thought, oh, well, I was writing these songs for me, but like we were listening. Mm. (laughs) And so I turn 18 and on my 18th birthday in the morning, I get a, a knock at my door and it's a box and it's literally this guitar. And I was like, I... I get this guitar, you guys can't see it, whoever's listening, but whoever's looking, it is this gorgeous, and I looked it up after. It's one solid piece, doesn't even have a truss rod. All right, like it's from the 50s, like (laughs) I don't even know where the fuck it came from. It's never needed an adjustment, it's just perfect the whole time. So it shows up at my door and I'm like, who the fuck got me this guitar? To this day, I have no idea. I don't know, it just showed up at my door. I called everybody that I knew, no idea. Long story short, one of the first songs I ever played on it was Bed I Made. Wow. And which was my journey with singing. So before you leave me today, if you would do me the honor, I want you to sign the back of this guitar. Really?
7: I'd be honored to. (laughs) Yes.
4: Absolutely. (laughs) Just
5: close the circle for me, please. (laughs) You, You don't understand how important that guitar is to me, and it's about to be more special. Here we go. Sharpie. Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. What a sound. Oh, yeah. Sharpie. <laughs> I swear.
4: This is it. I
5: made it. <laughs> <laughs> it has really good energy in it. I can never get rid of that guitar.
1: My God. No, why would you ever?
5: No, I just you know, got to protect it. There's something special about it. Oh, yeah! Oh. I'll my guitar! <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Now to my forehead.
6: Okay? <laughs> just Ooh! All right. I love that. That's what just came out of there. That's how I feel.
7: That's awesome.
6: Well, thank you. Now the circle is closed. I feel like I benefited the most out of this conversation. I want to be honest with you. It's been really nice to see these two worlds collide. I know they've collided before. Yeah. We did the nurse heroes thing. You don't know it, but I was singing the soprano. Yeah. Voc- i was your soprano vocalist yes. once was oh, the what can i say oh, cool you're welcome
4: thank you
6: <laughs> um and i know that you know you've met before but it's been really awesome because i respect emily as a musician so 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 much and i respect you as a musician so 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 much so thank you guys
7: well i would like to say thank you for having me in this space it was really awesome to get to be in your orbit for a moment and share uh, ideas and um uh, words and space and kindness and joy um truly had a good time this has been a
4: blast <laughs> Fuck yeah! Aww.
7: and I, I sincerely uh wish you all the best in this endeavor uh of your new uh podcast universe thank you um and i'd love to come back whenever I'm yeah here cool
5: well you heard it here first alan is welcome whenever the fuck he wants to be here <laughs> you guys this you are welcome actually you are welcome and whoever's listening out there right now if you don't know Alan stone shame on you no. go um right now and please look up his music he really is a gift to this planet yeah Uh, somebody who I think is adding incredible energy to this orbit that we all kind of form, which is what I feel like at the end, like if we have the privilege to get on a stage, Mm. it's not even about like necessarily social justice. I want to make people feel good. Mm. And Mm -hmm. you've made me feel good a real long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm gay as fuck, so thank
4: you. My pleasure. Uh, pleasure. We
5: love you. you Hit that theme song. Alan Stone, baby. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
7: Thank you all. Thank you Aww. so much. Thank you, Emma and Jam. This was a blast. Sincerely.
6: This podcast is brought to you by Moonflower Productions in partnership with iHeart's Michael Duda Podcast Network. For more podcasts, visit the iHeart Radio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.